Do not, as some ungracious pastors do, show me the steep and thorny way to heaven, whiles, like a puffed and reckless libertine, himself the primrose path of dalliance treads. Shakespeare, Hamlet, Act One, Scene Three. I had thought to have let in some of all professions that go the primrose way to the everlasting bonfire. Shakespeare, Macbeth, Act Two, Scene Three. Rumpo and the Primrose Path The regular meeting of the barristers who inhabit my old chambers in Equity Court took place one afternoon in an atmosphere of particular solemnity. Among those present was a character entirely new to them, a certain Lucy Gribble, whom our leader, in a momentary ambition to reach the status of an entrepreneur, had taken on as Director of Marketing and Administration. Miss Liz Probert, observing the scene, later described Lucy, L-U-C-I, why she had taken to this preposterous spelling of the name of Wordsworth's great love was clear to nobody, as in her thirties, with a short bob, referring to hair which was not necessarily as blonde as it seemed, a thin nose, slightly hooded eyes, and a determined chin. She wore a black trouser suit, and bracelets clinked at her wrists. The meeting was apparently interrupted from time to time, as she gave swift instructions to the mobile phone she kept in her jacket pocket. She also wore high-heeled black boots, which Liz Probert priced at not far short of three hundred pounds. "'I'm vitally concerned with the profile of Equity Court,' Lucy had a slight northern accent and a way, Liz noticed, of raising her voice at the end of her sentence so every statement sounded like a question. I take it that it's in the parameters of my job description to include the field of public relations and the all-important question of the companies, that is to say, here Liz swears that Lucy corrected herself reluctantly, the chamber's image Correct, Chair. This was an undoubted question, but it seemed to be addressed to an article of furniture, one of that old dining-room set, now much mended and occasionally wobbly, which had been bequeathed to Equity Court in the will of C. H. Whiston, my wife Hilda's father and once head of our chambers. However, Soapy Sam Ballard, as our present head and so chairman of the meeting, appeared to follow the new arrival's drift.